Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, there is so much to cover today. I think we've had probably the busiest news week we've ever had. So many different things going on. Um, and the theme is going to be silencing for slavery. They are silencing all opposition, censoring, canceling, because that's the only way to walk us into a slave state. And, and they know it. We won't go willfully. We won't go if we're being given facts that expose the lies they're telling us. So they're just, whether it's Tucker Carlson or others we'll talk about today, they are silencing everyone right now before the 2024 election. And I'll tell you why that's so important. Before we get into that, a few things I wanted to cover with you. Uh, one, as I was watching all the different things I watch every week, to prepare and to, to pray about God, what do you want me to talk about this week? I just noticed why we charge $5 a month for Agenda Weekly. Do you know why we do that? Is because I don't want you to have to sit through 20 minutes of commercials or more every single episode of Agenda Weekly. Um, as I was watching this week, I realized I'd sat through hours of commercials for people. And it seems like they're getting more and more all the free podcasts that it's great that they're free, but you have to sit through all the sales pitches over and over again. I was like, that's why we charge $5 a month at Agenda Weekly. Your time is more valuable uh, than $5 for hours a week of sitting there watching commercials. Number two, I wanted to remind you that there's 128 previous episodes of Agenda Weekly. And if you haven't been with us from the very beginning, there's probably a lot of those you haven't seen. So I encourage you to go back, flip through the dashboard and look at all the previous episodes. We try to make them as timeless as possible, where we might be covering some current events, but talking about the 30,000 foot view of why they are significant and why the issues are so important that hopefully you know, five years from now, you could watch them and still have, you know, there'd be great value in them. Also wanted to just remind you at the beginning here, and we'll talk about it more as we talk about all the events of this last week, but stop watching Fox News, all of it. Just turn it off. If you have to pay for it in your cable network, don't pay for it anymore. We need to make an example of what they have done. Their stock's already crashed a lot. It needs to crash down dramatically and continue to go down. Don't watch their shows anymore. Tucker was the only good one on there. Uh, the rest are the worst of all because they're kind of conservative, but they never address the main issues head on. They never talk about the most important topics. They talk about all the surface ones around the edges, which keeps you glued to the TV and keeps you thinking they're conservative, but they're not. When you focus on minor issues when major ones are destroying our country and you won't hit those head on, you won't name names and expose things, then you are an enemy. Um, you are abusing your platform by getting us to focus on things that aren't as important as other things. But anyway, no more Fox News ever. It's done. This last week, I was in Texas, and it was nice to meet many of you. Thank you so much for coming. But while I was there, I was at a conference where other people were getting up and speaking about what's going on in Texas. And I was shocked. In Texas, I mean, we all think of Texas, oh, that's the promised land. It's not the promised land. It's getting ready to collapse into totalitarian uh, liberal Marxism real quick. I mean, I couldn't believe all the bills that are being presented and co-signed by even some of the Republicans on like uh, where they're going to track and tax every mile of every Texan. So they put a monitor on your car and you'll be tracked every mile you travel, but you'll be taxed for that because of your carbon footprint. They're wanting to get carbon trackers on many other things. And these are bills that are working their way through. All of them haven't passed yet, but it was crazy. <laughs> and then the things going on in the schools there and stuff. So, I mean, they're fighting to try to get some good things passed. But I was shocked in a state we consider to be, oh, that's so conservative, the radical things I haven't heard being pushed 
hardly anywhere, are all being pushed in Texas. And I think that's because they're trying to make an example of Texas. They know if they can turn Texas blue, if they can get these totalitarian measures passed there, then it'll be much easier to domino those through all the other conservative states. But anyway, it was, it was great being there. But we need to focus more on our states. And I'll get more into that toward the end. But the big picture, the federal level is, I think, hopeless. We need to focus on our states to get good people into the all positions of authority at the state and local level. So we, when the federal government passes their craziness, our local officials will say, you know, no, thank you. We're not doing that. That's the future of freedom in America, is having states that will stand for their freedom and say no to the federal government. Another key thing going on this week um, was shocking to me in so many ways. Watch this clip talking about it, and then we'll discuss. Washington State Senate just passed Senate Bill 5599, allowing the state to hide children from their parents. No allegation of abuse is required, just the child's delusional desire to change the gender of their own body. The bill compels state-licensed youth shelters to act as accomplices in castrating children without their parents' knowledge and allocates over $7 million to pay for the surgical and pharmaceutical castrations. According to this new law, if a child shows up at a youth shelter in Washington state and expresses the desire to change the gender of their body, claiming that their parents are against it, then the youth shelter is legally obligated to not notify the parents of the child's location, but rather to funnel that child into the destructive and horrific world of transgenderism, paid for by the state of Washington with taxpayer dollars. And it's not limited to Washington residences. Any young, confused, runaway child can now make their way to Washington to get castrated by the government without their parents ever being notified. I don't even know what to say about that. It's so unbelievable. A sanctuary state for the trans community to hide minors from their parents, to mutilate their bodies without their parents' knowledge, and then, he, I don't know if you caught what he said, any child from any state that comes there, they will do the same. Well, that's kidnapping. It's child abuse. It's, it's a million things. And that's going on in America. And I have a lot of good friends in the state of Washington. And I want to encourage them right now. You need to get out of that state. <laughs> Quit supporting them with your income tax, your property tax, your sales tax. Um, that ship is sinking, and I wouldn't want to be someone that's funding the things they're doing to destroy the most valuable resource they have, their young people. But I mean, you all do what is right and do what you think you should do. But I was like, I would want nothing to do with that. Another quick story I need to tell because I've gotten several emails on it. Some people said, why don't you have on a wedding ring? And I had forgotten I didn't have on my wedding ring. But here's the story why I don't. Uh, about two years ago, I got a cut, a branch stuck under my ring and cut my finger really bad. So I had to take it off and let it heal. And I hadn't taken that ring off in probably 30 years or so. And finally, the cut healed. And then we couldn't find the ring. We didn't remember where we'd put it. And they're about a thousand bucks for a gold wedding ring. So we're like, we kept kind of looking, but time has passed. It's been two years. Anyway, about a month ago, I was cleaning out one of our cars to sell. And I found the ring. It was in the bottom of the center console underneath the pencils and pens and paper and tracks and all the things. And they were like, oh, here it is. So I found it. And so now I just need to find a jeweler that can stretch it out because I tried to put it back on and it doesn't fit. And I don't think I've put on that much weight or anything. I definitely weigh more than I did when I got married, but I couldn't get it on without hurting my fingers. So I need to get it stretched out, but we don't have a jewelry store in my town because it's a very small town. So anyway, I will have that on again soon. I never was intentionally doing that. I kind of forgot about it, but that's why I took it off to begin with because of that. 
and we didn't buy a new one during those two years because we kept thinking, we're going to find it the day we buy a new one because it's got to be here. We put it somewhere, but I didn't think I put it in the car. But anyway, it's kind of a funny story. New York City is starting the food police program, and it's really significant here. I want to talk a little bit about this um, because it's kind of shocking, but it's the way the whole world is going because they know food is one of the key things to control to have power over people. We have to have food, just like we have to have energy. That's why they want to control energy. Um, we have to have water. That's why they want to control water. All these key building block things they're trying to gain control of through the environmental movement. But in New York City, they announced the mayor, Eric Adams, that food police are going to start monitoring residents' intake for climate justice. So whatever you're eating, they're going to start monitoring on every single person, all 9 million of them, because they said it's unjust that some people eat more food than others or food that has a larger carbon footprint than others. And so they're going to start keeping track. And, and this is just a system to start making the carbon tracker normal in our lives because they want to start tracking our carbon footprint on every purchase we make, every mile we drive, everything we eat, everything we do. And because, why? <laughs> because it gives you total control over the people. If you can limit the amount of carbon they can partake in <laughs> during the month, you have total control of them. And here's what they said. They said, we seek to reduce the carbon from food emissions by 33% by 2030, their big day. And they're especially attacking meat and dairy products. They said they want to get rid of all cows, no meat, no milk, no butter, no cheese, no yogurt, etc. It needs to be all plant-based engineered food. That's what they're saying in New York City, which is kind of the pilot program for the rest of America. I was shocked by that. It just shows how fast and how far things are going right before our very eyes. It's really amazing. Over the last couple of years, several times I've mentioned to you how we need to be praying for Tucker Carlson. I knew um, he was in danger for losing his life or his job because he was speaking way too much truth. And it kept getting stronger and stronger. We were watching him awaken to the reality of the world around us. Most people are sound asleep most of their lives and don't have a clue what's really going on. They believe what they're told and they just go with that. But as you start waking up and you realize, wait a minute, they lied about this. And then you realize, oh, oh and this too. Oh, and this too, <laughs> you start to, your eyes become open and you see it all and you're shocked. And then when you're shocked by the info, it's hard not to share it with others. And that's what he was doing as we saw the education and growth and the eye-opening experience Tucker had over the last two or three years where he just really started to understand at a much deeper level what's really going on in our country. Here's a little clip I want to play for you of him talking about that. And I think it's really powerful, him admitting how wrong he was to ignore so much information that would have led, led him to be on this track much sooner. I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like there's no... Yeah, I know. I know. Because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it? Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that. Maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the 
culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you, really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Anyway, I thought that was interesting just how he clearly sees what the problem is in the media and realize, you know, he was part of that for so long. But when you name names, when you speak truth, attacking evil, you are a target period. And they're going after those targets right now. Unbelievably. Tucker's firing is very significant in so many different ways. I think it is not an accident that the day after he was fired, Biden announced that he is going to run for president again in 2024. Uh, It's really shocking. Um, But also, They stated the Democratic Party, I don't know if you heard this or not, there's not going to be any debates for the primary for the Democratic Party. So they're going to be able to do that to cover his Alzheimer's. But they're also mainly doing that because they saw that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running and they realized they have to silence him. They cannot allow there to be a debate where a liberal like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., speaks way too much common sense in many areas. Um, and then you have someone that's not even capable of communicating anymore running against him. They're scared to death of that. And proof of that, which is pretty amazing, I don't know if you saw this too or not, when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was announcing that he is running for president on Facebook, on a live broadcast, they took it down in less than five minutes. And almost all media has silenced that. They haven't even let people know that. I mean, that's how they are silencing for slavery. They won't even allow any competition inside the Democratic Party. And here's why I think it is. And this is really key. This is why Tucker had to go. This is why Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has to be silenced and ignored. And everybody else, as they continue to just cancel and censor, here's what it is. They're shutting down all opposing voices, getting ready for the 2024 steal of the election. That's what it is. You can't have a Tucker and then steal the third election in a row because they know he'll talk about that. And he will get people to rise up and say, this is ridiculous. They, they did it in 2020. They clearly did it in 2022. So many of the races went the opposite way of all the polls, all the people, everything else. But they know what they're planning in 2024. The only way Biden will be in the White House or whoever they replace him with, Michelle Obama is probably the most likely. But whoever that is, they know people have had enough of the Democratic policies. They don't want them anymore. And so they have to silence all opposition. So when they steal it, all the talking heads will be saying it's the freest and fairest election we have ever had. And these insurrectionists are whining and complaining. We are making that a crime and they will be arrested and they will be punished. On a side note, several things going along with that agenda I just talked about is Title IX ends in May. And that's what kind of stops some of the illegal immigration into America. It limits it or whatever. That's ending. We've already had five and a half million people that we know of come into America illegally over the last three years. Five and a half million. When this Title IX goes, you're going to get 10 million probably coming in before the next election. Okay, and then the New York Times just this week had a front page article saying we need to work toward backdoor citizenship. It's humanitarian. All of these people need a pathway to citizenship. So they know, hey, that's 10 million more voters for us. 
that are guaranteed to vote for us because we will give them freebies and we will allow them to remain here. And so that's really a key step of this whole thing. Why this silencing right now is so important is because they saw Tucker was waking up millions. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was waking up millions. And so they realized, they know that they've had, you know, the deep state in Washington, D.C., the establishment. They've had that for decades. They've had the intelligence community for decades. They've had the military for decades. One thing they haven't had sure control over is the elected officials that come and go every two or four or six years. And if they can accomplish this, now they've rigged the third election in a row. They know, okay, now we don't have to worry about federal elections anymore because we've got control of that and we're going to keep changing all the voting laws where it makes it so easy for anyone to vote as many times as they want to. And then if they can get the illegals to vote where it's 10 million more votes for them, then they know, oh, we can't lose. And that's when there's no more Mr. Nice Guy because they know, okay, now we don't have to pretend to care about what the other side thinks. But some of the reasons why Tucker was fired, I know everybody's talked about it all week and it's probably wearing you out. That's all you're hearing about. I just want to briefly hit on a few things. He, of course, was hitting and attacking Big Pharma. You, you can't do that. He was exposing the lies of January 6th. He can't do that. I don't know if you know this or not, but in February of this year, BlackRock, they kind of uh, took over 15 more percent of Fox News. So they were behind the scenes realizing, okay, we need to get more control so we have more power in deciding what they're going to do. So I think they're even going to eliminate many of the moderate conservatives. Those that aren't speaking the party line are going to go um, because they need that control. But I think I'm going to show you the clip I think that got him fired for sure. Again, it was many, many things uh, because he's been speaking too much truth. But this clip I'm going to show you, I believe, was the nail in the coffin where they said he's got to go now. Watch this and we'll talk about it. Trans ideology claims dominion over nature itself. We can change the identity we were born with, they will tell you with wild-eyed certainty. Christians can never agree with this statement because these are powers they believe God alone possesses. That unwillingness to agree, that failure to acknowledge a trans person's dominion over nature, incites and enrages some in the trans community. People who believe they're God can't stand to be reminded that they're not. So Christianity and transgender orthodoxy are wholly incompatible theologies. They can never be reconciled. They are on a collision course with each other. One side is likely to draw blood before the other side. That's what we concluded last week. Yesterday morning, tragically, our fears were confirmed. A self-identified trans person called Audrey Hale committed mass murder at a Christian school in Nashville. Hale burst into a place called the Convent School, and executed three nine-year-olds as well as three adults. Police have released body cam footage from the end of the massacre. We're showing you just a small part of it. You can see the rest online if you want. We're not gonna show it because that's too awful and sad. But what was almost as sickening to see in a far more subtle and insidious way was the media coverage of yesterday's tragedy. Here's Terry Moran of ABC News, for example, suggesting that Christians were murdered in Tennessee because they infringed on the rights of transgendered people. Watch. Audrey Hale was a, identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, at state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors, as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state. The state of Tennessee bans the sexual mutilation of children. Children get shot to death in a school. It's cause and effect. That's what ABC News is telling you. That's not far from justifying mass murder, but others took the next step. A group called the Trans Resistance Network said that the shooter's death was a complex tragedy that resulted from, quote, anti-trans bias. 
The Hershey Chocolate Company's new trans spokesman, meanwhile, someone called Faye Johnstone, posted messages after the shooting complaining about, quote, trans misogyny. In Canada, a taxpayer-funded trans rights organization put out a statement that ignored the murder of the children in Nashville entirely and instead claimed there has been a, quote, exponential rise in anti-trans violence. That is a lie. It's a provable lie. And in fact, the opposite is true. We seem to be watching the rise of trans terrorism. The man who tried to murder Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh after the repeal of Roe v. Wade identified as a, quote, trans gamer girl. The man who shot up a nightclub in Colorado in this past November and murdered five people identified as non-binary. And now this. And there could be more. I believe that's the clip. He broke too many of their rules in one segment. He showed the trans movement is a cult. And in their theology, they are God. And Christians are the devil. And he openly said, Christians can never go along with this. Well, nobody can say that when, you know, 200 million people in America claim to be Christians. They're not, but you can't dogmatically state things like that because then every Christian that's listening goes, oh, that's right, that's right, we need to stand against this. And it gives them the courage to stand against this, and they can't have that. You cannot defend Christians, period, or you will be fired from any major network. Um, you'll be censored, canceled, destroyed anytime you do that. And you, and you can't attack their new sacrament, which is child mutilation. Abortion has been a sacrament of their cult for 50 years. And, you know, sacrificing their children made them feel that they had the power over life and death. I remember one female comedian talking about that. She said, after I had my abortion, I felt like I was God. Like you'd crack a joke about that. But then I thought, she's right. That is exactly what it is. It's one thing I'm in total control over. I can decide who lives and who dies. That's a very powerful position. And the left loves that. And they want that power over everyone. But now mutilating the children makes them feel like they're God also. Because now they're able to determine a person's gender and create new ones. They can invent new ones. Well, they can't do any of that, uh, but you cannot attack that and stay on the mainstream media. And that's why none of the other conservatives will hardly ever say anything about the trans movement, because they know that is the new religion um, of the elites. That's the new cult that if you don't bow down and worship it, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. And that's what happened. And I believe that is what it was because they're not going to have you defending Christians against their sacred community that they're using to silence all opposition to anything that they say. And he did it, and so he's done. Some interesting things about that are that, you know, his contract is for a few more years, and so and they knew that. And so it looks like he might not be able to do any broadcasting or anything for a couple more years. It'll be after the 2024 election. And that's so strategic, too. And there might be a way for him to give back all the money and get out of it. I don't know. Hopefully that will happen. But I saw that and I just thought, man, they are so evil, so strategic, so purposeful and premeditated in everything that they do. I want to play one more clip I saw this week from Tucker that's some good advice to young people. And I had my sons watch it. It's, it's kind of funny, but it was also very true what he had to say. Last piece of advice for young people, get married. Yeah, Think get small. married and have a ton of kids. I mean, get married when you're too young, have more kids than you can afford, take a job you're not qualified for, live boldly, stop getting high. Stop doing anything that blurs your vision or makes time go faster. You're going to die before you know it. Don't waste a second. That's the sin, is living thoughtlessly and wasting time. It's the one thing you can't get back. I've wasted a lot of money in my life. Oh, my gosh. I don't care. I don't regret any of it. Every room service meal was worth it. It was fine. But any time that I wasted is really bitter for me because it's finite. And so live as fully as you can. And, and you can't control all this stuff that's going on. You can't control what Google does. And honestly, they're going to win. 
Like the powers that be will win, at least in the short term. Ultimately, they'll all blow up, but like we're powerless and hated. I think this myself all the time. Are they going to crush me? Oh, yeah. Okay. But in the meantime, you know, I want to experience my life as fully as I possibly can. And I think that starts with having like a ton of kids, like way more than a so, like Mormon levels of kids. I mean that. Anyway, I think there's some wisdom in that. But so I know you've heard a lot about the Tucker thing. I just wanted to cover it and talk about why they're doing that. It's silencing for slavery. They're, they're coming down the home stretch. 2030 is not very far away. And they know they have a lot of yardage to take before that time. And opposition is building up. And that's what I want to talk about now. Things you can be doing to make a difference right where you are. One, like I said before, we need to be aware of what is going on in our state. I bet you most people in Texas do not know all the things that were talked about in that meeting. The briefing where they said, here's all the bills they're trying to pass in Texas right here. I bet you most Texans don't even know about that. Pay attention to your state. That is the future. We need to get active about standing against the bad legislation and the bad legislators. We need to find people to run against them. We need to mark them, make a list and hand it out in your state. Here are the guys that are rhinos. Here are the people that are betraying us. And we need to work at educating those around us. Find groups in your state. And every state has some. We have Eagle Forum here in Alabama. But there's groups that are trying to pay attention to this. Get all the information you can from them. And then be involved with them and what's going on. And then we need to, of course, work toward getting good legislation that's stopping these things before they start. That is vital. Our main focus, though, needs to be state and local. You can vote for the federal offices, but there is no future there because of the polarization of our country, which we've talked about so much. When half want to go this way and half want to go that way, there is no more compromise. You're going one way or the other at the federal level because... Uh, Again, these people aren't ever going to disappear. The 50 United States thing is over. But if we stand at the state level and get bold, courageous people as the governor, the legislature, and then the mayors of the cities and the city councils and the school boards and the sheriff, it work out from right where you are. Um, Florida's been a good example of that. They've said no to many things, and many of the liberal states have said no to many things too. Like federal law says you can't sell drugs in America. They said we're going to anyway. So th there's some good precedents that have been set that states can say no thank you to the federal government. Well, we need to keep working toward that. So as they get more radical about the carbon footprints and about the tracking and the CBDCs and the universal basic income, we'll have leaders in our state that say, no, thank you. We're not doing any of that. Um, and we'll start to separate from the mess and from the destruction. I came across a guy, Dr. Simon Goddick, this week. And I don't think he's a Christian or anything, but he had a list of here are some ways to reject the Great Reset. And I thought it was funny because it so overlaps with so much of what we've talked about. But listen to some of these. And be reminded, here's things you can do right now to make a difference. Reject vaccinations, uh, vaccination passports, digital IDs and currencies, and any other form of government overreach. Just say no. And I'm not doing that. And as millions and millions do that, they lose their stronghold. Speak up and express your opinion. We talked about that in an episode called live not by lies. Uh, we can no longer go along with the lies. The transgender movement is nothing but lies. The climate nonsense is nothing but lies. Everything they're pushing is nothing but lies and we can no longer be silent in the midst of those lies. Exercise regularly and prioritize physical health. So important now, as they have captured the medical establishment and it's no longer going to be about making you healthy. It's going to be about making money off you as long as they can and then getting rid of you. 
That's what it's about. You need to take care of yourself. I watched a thing this week on fasting. It was so powerful how good it is for you to do that, but how just healthy. And of course, as we fast and pray, it's doing the healthy things, but it's also then allowing us to spend that extra time with the Lord in letting him know what our burdens and our cares are and asking him for direction and things. But one man, it was very interesting. He weighed 450 pounds and he went on a fast. Guess how long he fasted for? I was shocked. 382 days. Over one year, he didn't eat anything. He lost 250 pounds because your body burns the fat uh, when you're fasting. So um, anyway, it was amazing. He lost 250 pounds. He got down to 200 pounds after having fast over one year. I was like, wow. Anyway, it was a very interesting uh, show I was watching. But we need to really take care of ourselves. Learn one new hard skill per week or month to expand your knowledge and abilities. Keep learning. So important. Keep understanding the basics of of how to take care of yourself and your family and be a blessing in your community with the things that are essential. And uh, anyway, that was a good idea. He said, consider having more than two children, which is really funny. He said, Bill Gates hates that trick. It's, of course, vital. God intended us to have as many children as he would bless us with. He never wanted us to play God and decide, oh, I'm only having one or I'm having two or I'm having none. He didn't want that. That was the purpose of marriage. That union was to be blessed by God giving rewards to that union of these arrows, these these young people to build up and to to. Uh, get ready to fight for truth and stand for what is right. That's the single greatest way to say goodbye to all their nonsense. Have big families, raise them right, and inspire them to go fight this battle as well. Eat pasture-raised meat and feed bugs to chickens instead of eating them. (laughs) Great idea. It's amazing how God designed things. The chickens eat all the gross, nasty bugs and turn them into these amazing, powerful food supplements that come in a package that doesn't even have to be refrigerated for six weeks, preserves it, and then when you eat it, you're getting all the nutrients of life. Quite amazing. Limit sugar intake to eight grams per day. I really encourage you to do that. We eat way too much sugar in this country, which causes so many health problems. In so many issues, uh, being overweight, but also just the sugar overworks our system where then we get diabetes and then we're totally dependent on them. Once you have to start dialysis, once you need the insulin, all these things that are self-created, when that happens, you're just more dependent on them. And, and you're not as healthy to be vigorous and to use your energy to fight this fight that we're in. Consume alternative in objective media and learn to read and interpret scientific studies. So important. Turn off Fox News. There's hundreds of great shows on Rumble, rumble rumble.com. Hundreds of conservative, thoughtful programs on there that you can watch. And so you need to do that. There's plenty of news out there, but you want to get the real news, not the propaganda that's being used to confuse us and to cause us to not know what's going on. (laughs) Then he says, drive a robust car. I think he means a gas-powered car without too many electronics to avoid over-reliance on technology. Definitely get a gas-powered car. Do not buy an electric car, even if you think they're kind of neat. Don't do it. We cannot allow them to be able to sell enough of these things where they can phase out the gas cars like they want to. If they're not selling the electric cars, they'll have to stop making them. We cannot buy them. And I know they're kind of neat or whatever. You can't buy one. If you already have one, whatever. But don't buy one. Only buy a gas-powered car for many, many reasons. But that's one thing you can do to make a big difference. Strive for self-sufficiency when it comes to water, food, and electricity. So important. Own land, produce quality food. Amen. (laughs) 
We've talked about most of these, but I just wanted to remind you real quickly of them because these are all things you can do to make a difference and to make yourself live a life that's less dependent on others. Use cash. Absolutely. He said, don't do the credit cards and all their little programs where you get all these kickbacks. Just use cash. Consider homeschooling. And that's funny coming from a younger guy that I don't even know if he's married or not. But he sees that the brainwashing that's taking place in the schools, we need to avoid that. And we do. Do not allow your children or grandchildren to go to public schools for any reason. Connect with like-minded people to build a supportive community. So vital. Family, friends, neighbors that are like-minded. Maybe you get together once a month to connect, to strategize the things you can be doing, uh, each group individually that benefits everybody, and that's important. Turn off your TV and limit time on social media. So vital. Our time is our most precious resource. And the main reason we don't get all the things done we need to and all the things that God would have us do is our excuses, we're just too busy. But if you looked at your schedule and looked at all the things you do that waste an awful lot of time with no benefit, TV would be one of them. Social media would be another one of them. But we need to really focus on that. Then he said, buy local products from farmer's markets and avoid corporations, the big corporations. We need to do that. Otherwise, as they're passing more regulation right now uh, in the banking industry to try to eliminate small banks, they're going to make all small banks come up to the standards of the big banks. That's going on right now. Why? Because they don't want small banks. So we need to use small banks. We need to get loans from small banks. We need to, to be engaged right there so they, they can't do that. Food, like I've talked about with New York City already, is going to this man-made food. That's what they want to do because then it gives them total control. And these big corporations are putting who knows what in the food. They do not care about your health. They care about making money. And so much of the food now is coming from China where they even hate us. They want us to die as soon as possible so they can take over our country. I would not be eating that type of food. You need to really think about that. Then he says, practice spirituality. And that's what makes leads me to believe he's probably not a Christian. But he sees there's a spiritual element to human beings, which there is. Because we're made in the image of God, and God designed us to have a relationship with Him. And when that's missing, our life is empty. It, it's, it's just a struggle. And so he sees that, like, we need some kind of spirituality. We need Christianity. We need the Bible. We need prayer. We need fellowship. We need a, a local church to be part of the things God intended to be there to strengthen us and give us courage and commitment to what is right. Then he says, invest in gold, crypto, land, or other alternative assets to diversify your financial portfolio. And I agree with that. Just a lot of different things, like we talked about just a couple weeks ago. You need many different things because in case one collapses, you've got other alternative things. Or in case one thing really goes up in value because everybody wants it, you've got some of that. That's so vital. And then support unbiased scientists and politicians who have the courage to speak out. I so agree with that. It's so important we do that. We need to really double down at the local level. One of our action items for this week that's below, you need to, if you don't know, get a list of all your local officials, the sheriff, the mayor, you know, the city council, school board, and then your state representatives, your state senator, the governor, and with their contact information written out on a sheet you can put up on your fridge. And then as you find groups and things that will let you know what's going on and what decisions they're making, the newspaper or whatever, you need to be contacting them regularly. Thank you so much for voting for that. I really appreciate it. I'll be voting for you if you keep voting like that. Or if they're doing something bad, that's a terrible thing. Here's an article attached that tells you why that is a horrible thing or a horrible road to be walking down. Whatever it is, we need to seek to educate, inform, and then 
we need to have a relationship with so they will listen to what we're asking them to do. We'll see what develops over this next year or so. But 2024 is just next year. I cannot believe how fast time is going. This next election is vital. But if we're focusing most of our energies at the local level, and that's where most of our energy is going, so we get good people as close to us as possible who will stand up for us, I think that's the best and most important thing we can do. If Trump wins the primary, I do not think they will let him win the general election. Doesn't mean we don't vote or do whatever, but I'm just telling you, or DeSantis or whoever you're for, I just don't think they're going to allow that. They can't allow someone to come onto the stage that's going to derail their 2030 agenda, that's going to derail their 100 years war with our country to capture all the institutions of influence so they could change us from within. They can't lose that. And they're not going to. I know these people, these Marxists. So if it is possible in any way for them to stop that from happening, they will do it. And so, but if we're working closer to us, they don't have as much control at the local level and the state level as they do in Washington, D.C., which is just a cesspool. Um, They've got total control of that. And if they can do it one more time in 2024, then the deep state apparatus of intelligence, military, politicians, think tanks, and everything, the bureaucracy is permanent. And then we'll wish we would have spent more time on getting governors and state officials who would say no to all their evil schemes. Our verse for this week is James 1.17. It's a really good one. We need to remember this even when there's so much uncertainty around us. There's so much chaos and confusion. Here it is. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's never going to turn on us. He's never going to change. And every good thing that you have, your spouse, your children, your parents, those around you, your aunts and uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors, co-workers, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Just remember that. Give thanks for all your many blessings. Give thanks that we understand the times and we know what's going on so we can prepare and be ready. But I love the, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. My favorite hymn is, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And the lyrics go, Great is Thy Faithfulness, O God my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Isn't that amazing? The song playing there right now, that's my son playing that on the piano. But as you listen to this, remember all you have to be thankful for. And have a great week. And until next week, God bless you.